the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I will be your host for today's uh, podcast. I am co-founder of Financing Solutions, and we are the leading provider of lines of credit for small nonprofits in the United States. We've been around for over 12 years. We've popular product. And um, and today, uh, if you're interested in learning more about our uh, line of credit, please visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And uh, uh, today's sponsor for the podcast is Arrays. Arrays Fast Fund Online is an accounting software specifically made for small to medium-sized nonprofits. Um, I really believe in getting software that's specifically made for nonprofits. I think um, it's a lot better than having something like QuickBooks or um, something else that, that is generic. Um, and the people at Arrays speak your language. Um, and so if you're interested in learning more, go to Arrays.com. It's A-R-A-I-Z-E.com. Or call Joe at 866-840-7449. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Erica Wasdorp from A Direct Solution. Uh, Erica uh, wrote the popular book, Monthly Giving, The Sleeping Giant, and her second book, which came out in mid-2021, Monthly Giving Made Easy, uh, as well. She created the Monthly Donor Roadmap and several eBooks to include the top seven questions that Monthly Giving the monthly donor retention playbook, and more that talk about those things. Erica is a master trainer for the Association of Fundraising Professionals and the former International Fundraising Congress U.S. Ambassador. Erica, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. Thanks, Stephen. Really excited to be here. Yeah, and you're here for a second time, so yes. uh, welcome back. Um so, uh, you know, today's topic, we're going to talk about how to get recurring giving for your nonprofit. What percentage of recurring giving do nonprofits typically have? It's all, it's all over the map. So those organizations that have been doing it for a while, they're seeing about 15% of their donors that make recurring gifts. Um some organizations, actually like a lot of public television, public radio stations, were almost like early adopters of monthly giving. So they're seeing sometimes even 60% of their members give monthly. So so it's really all about like the investment, the, the time that you spend to grow it. Um, that helps you, you know, get to that, that next level. So what should it be? I mean, if you're coming into a client, you're consulting with that client, what do you want to say? I know you're going to say, I, uh, I want to yeah. say the most, but you know, what right. do you want to say? Yeah, that's great. I would say 15% is probably a good number to shoot for. Yeah. So, yeah. but, and, yeah. and then go, go uh, from up. It, it kind of depends a little bit on like, how do they get to the numbers that they're at? Uh, because what I find is a lot of times, you know, like one of my questions, I do a lot of webinars and, and, and presentations. And one of the questions is, 
how often do you ask a donor to consider a monthly gift? And then I might say, you know, once, twice a year, sometimes never. Well, the reality is if you're never asking for the donor to consider it, you're certainly not going to grow, right? So so based on uh, how many times they've asked, that will help you determine like, okay, well, can you step it up some more? Okay, maybe you're at 5% of your donors now. Let's see if we can get you to 8% to 10 to 15% down down the road. So um, so start, start with your existing donors. And again, the, the bulk of the monthly donors are small donors. They're not your big check writers. So target your under $250 one-time givers. So those are, those are your prime prospects. Does it make sense to have somebody – so let's say someone says, I'll give you $1,000 right now. And you said, listen, instead of the $1,000 – and I, have, I know I have an angle here. The, instead of the $1,000, can you give us $100 a month instead? Um, and the reason being is I know statistically it's like something like 60% of people who make revenue will not – Stop. Right. Yeah. So, so well, that's a great question. But, but the reality is that somebody who is able to write a thousand dollar check right from the get go, you want them to write a two thousand dollar check and a five thousand dollar check, right? Um, this is more aimed at uh, if somebody says, "Geez, I wish I could give a thousand dollars, but I can't. Can I do eighty five or a hundred dollars a month?" Then of course you're going to say yes, but um, but it's more like if the donor is already comfortable writing the big check, try to upgrade them to higher levels, put them into your mid level and major donor program. This is more for donors that are um, making you know twenty five dollar, fifty dollar, hundred dollar one time gifts, and they're just not and they've and often done that more than once, right? So they're loyal donors. They want to help, but now this is a great way for them to uh, to give in a way that's comfortable for them that they can afford. So I know if someone's listening right now, I mean, I love data. I love statistics. Um, I just think it cuts through everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us it for, for our listeners right now, all the statistics that you think are significant in regards to recurring you know, donations. Right. Okay. All of it. Okay. So I actually have it on my website. There's a statistics page. If you go to adirectsolution.com and you, and you search statistics, there's pretty much any report that has ever been published that has statistics about recurring giving in it uh, is there. But uh, I'm wait and I'm waiting for uh, two companies that do a lot of analysis on sustainers. Like one is donor centrics, the Blackbot. Uh, sustainer benchmarking group that's in the process of being published right now. Uh, and then there's like MNR strategic ben- benchmarking who does all a lot of analysis on online giving. But if we look at like the average monthly donor is 20, gives $25 a month. So that's $300 a year. And they're going to stay with you for an average five to seven years sometimes even longer, right? Obviously, if you've had a program for a while, you're going to stay much longer than uh, some some organizations I know that have been doing this for a while. They're seeing monthly donors that have been giving monthly for 20 years, right? Uh, and and I, I was reading something even uh, early today about like uh, a lot of like 
universities, alums that have been giving, you know, $10 or $15 or $20 a month for many, many years and then decide to make a big gift, right? So so there's certainly that option. But again, it's all it's all on how does a how does a donor get engaged, right? So $25 a month. 15% of your donors, um, you know, is is a pretty common statistic in terms of trying to convert them. Donors that you convert from one time to monthly, they uh, their retention rate goes up to like 90, 95%. So, uh, and again, that's, you know, again, who doesn't want 90% retention rate, right? So, uh, so again, that is another big major draw for that because right now, average donor retention rate is about 43%. So well, if, I mean, the yeah, numbers are all there, Yes, right? the numbers are all there, $300 a year. Uh, and, and I think the other thing is just because somebody gives a monthly doesn't mean that you have to stop communicating. It doesn't mean that that's the only gifts they give. You can absolutely reach out during giving days. You can absolutely reach out, reach out to ask them for, uh, to support a capital campaign or a special project, send them an appeal a couple of times a year, you know, send them emails. So, so there's like a lot of like engagement that you can do, um, with, with asking. So, um, but always remember that whenever you reach out to an existing monthly donor, that you recognize them as, as such, and that you ask them for an extra gift so that, you know, that that's really, really crucial. Right. So, so in the books that you've written in regards in the articles you've written in regards to this subject, tell us what, you know, give us the cliff notes, the short version of really what you found with this recurring revenue. Well, again, I mean, I found that recurring revenue is helping to keep the lights on. And especially those organizations, I mean, we're, we're just kind of getting over a, a pandemic, right? You know, so those organizations that had sustainers, that had monthly donors, they were sitting pretty. They saw that the money was coming in because a lot of people, a lot of nonprofits were going on the breaks, right? They weren't sending anything because they were afraid to uh, to alienate their donors and say, oh, you know, we can't ask for ask for money right now. So if they had monthly giving, com- monthly revenue coming in, that was really uh, supporting them, uh, you know, on a, in a major, major fashion, right? So, yeah, I mean, monthly, you know, the other piece is like, what I'm seeing for organizations, especially those that have had monthly donors for a while, they are more likely to leave you in their will. So again, you're getting the small gifts of 25 bucks a month now, but then you might be getting a $50,000 legacy gift, right? After they pass on. So, uh, cause again, there, there's that engagement, there's that loyalty, there's that buy-in, you know, from the donor into the organization, right? So they, they want to help and, you know, they're just not able to write the big checks yet. Yeah. I mean, when did recurring (coughs) revenue start to, recurring donations, excuse me, start to come into vogue? Whoa. um, I would say, you know, Greenpeace was like uh, an organization that did, uh, they started the canvassing program where, you know, street fundraising. So that was, they really pushed monthly giving along because of that. Excuse me. God bless you. Um, and, uh, 
you know, so nine, that was about 1993. Um, sorry. <coughs> got a frog in my throat. I got a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> so <clears throat> it's not allergies. And uh, let's see. So, I mean, it, it, it depends a little bit <coughs> on the different organizations. Um, I mean, I personally, I moved to this country in 1993. So I got involved and started managing a program uh, with monthly giving that had been in existence for a couple of years. And we really pushed it ahead. Um, but it was still in those early days, it was still mail and phone, right? So I think monthly giving is really pushed like to higher levels when email and online giving came into the picture. So that was in the early 20s, oh, oh. you know, that really made a big push, right? Because mail and phone and even canvassing and DRTV, direct response television, was coming into the picture a little bit around that September 11 <laughs> disaster. So uh, so I think that really helped uh, organizations say, hey, the money keeps coming in, you know, no matter what disaster happens, hey, we've got the Katrina, you know, relief, uh, Katrina hurricane that happened. Again, organizations were not able to get out in the mail. They saw that money coming in. So that's when they said, okay, what can we do to step it up? Meanwhile, online giving got more, became more, uh, more common, right? So, I mean, I wrote my first book in 2012 and most donor-based CRMs, did not have a recurring giving option built in at that point. Now that has changed over the past 10 years, a lot has changed, right? So every single donation, donor base, online platform has the recurring giving option built in. So the only thing you have to do as an organization is to ask the donors to consider it and drive them to that page, mm -hmm. drive them to go there, drive them to say, make a recurring gift. So that is really, I think, sort of like, um, you know, lifted monthly giving to the next level where it's so, so, such, you know, less investment. Uh, it's time investment. It's not money investment anymore. And before that, it was all about, I mean, telemarketing was expensive, you know, like mail was, mail was, you know, pretty expensive, not quite as expensive as it is now, but, but it was pretty expensive, right? So, so that investment was much higher. Now the investment is time, yeah. time in, in, in asking the donor to consider it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking through and, you know, of course I don't come from that industry, but so you have, you know, people making donations, uh, people leaving money in, 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 a, in a will, yeah. um, uh, reoccurring, uh, revenue, uh, or, or donations, you have events to raise money. What, what is, what do you think the next big trend is? So the next week trend right now is, uh, I mean, a lot of organizations are looking at what they call connected TV streaming, right? So ads while you're, while people are watching TV on their streaming device, that's the next big, uh, big thing where, again, you got to reach the donors where they're at and every donor is at a different 
location, a different, you know, venue, a different type of uh, program that they're watching, a different channel. So, so I see that's where uh, I think the next uh, wave is going. Digital is going to continue. Um, email is going to continue, and mail and phone are still there as well. Text giving is another area where I see more. You know, the trends are going that more support. Um, you know, you might send an email, but then you send a text reminder. You know, so if you if you have the permission, if you have the donor's uh, cell phone information, so so those are a couple of areas where I see more emphasis on at the moment. And especially, again, especially for the bigger organizations, right? But even smaller organizations have a lot of times they have the tools. There are some systems that you can easily do a text campaign. You know, um, do you treat recurring, uh, and I have to apologize to our listeners, I have some construction being done, so that's where you're hearing some noise. Um, the, is, there, um, is there the way that you thank someone for recurring revenue different uh, than for um, one-time donors? Yeah, it is. It is different. So... You know, again, you wanna you wanna when a when a donor first becomes a monthly donor, um, regardless of how they're doing that, whether they call in or whether they send something in the mail or whether they go online and give, the uh, you want to make sure that you get them something in the mail that has your contact information, a person's name, a person's email, a person's phone number, um, and that tells them. So I call that my the monthly donor promises, right? It tells them what they what the donor can expect. Now, what the donor is not going to expect, and but you have to tell them that is we're not going to send you monthly thank you letters in the mail, okay? Because that would be a waste of the stamp. But instead, every January we'll send you a tax letter showing you the total amount of all of the gifts that you've made, including the monthly gifts, not just yep. the monthly gifts, but all of the gifts. Yep. So that's one. So so you, you still send them the thank you email in the landing page, all of that, but send them something that they're going to hold on to. I mean, if you have a business card, send them a business card. So anything that you can do to build trust at that first inter, you know, interaction is really critical to keeping donors down the road. And then tell them that you're going to send them updates but you don't have to specify how often that is and what that looks like you know so because otherwise again especially smaller organizations that don't have a lot of staff don't tell them tell the donor that they're going to get monthly uh email newsletters if you're not able to do that right or don't tell them that you're going to send them a quarterly special newsletter if you're just not able to do that so make it easy on yourself i'm all for like if you've heard me before you know i'm all for trying to keep things simple and doable um don't overthink it just sell them you're going to get updates and then you can do stuff as it makes sense so yeah. say you're a nonprofit and you work with kids and say, you know, you get some wonderful little drawings from a kid. Well, scan it in and pop it in an email and send it to your monthly donor saying, wow, you know, you made this happen. 
right? Um, so thank you cards from board members are great. I mean, you know, so thank you calls are great. Thank you messages are wonderful. So there's a lot of different things that you can do, but you don't have to tell them up front that that's what they're going to get. It, it's better off if that's sort of like something more surprising. Um, and then again, every time that you send the monthly donor something, and, and that's so easy to do in an email program, have a special version. Say you're doing a donor newsletter uh, by email every month. Well, for those monthly donors, say, thanks so much for your ongoing monthly support. Here's this month's newsletter, right? It's one line, right? Um, but make sure that you say thank you for their ongoing support wherever you can um, so so that the donor knows, yes, yes, I'm part of this special group, right? Especially as part of this special community. What do you, like, what statistics do you look at with recurring um, donations that catch your attention? Like, so an example is if 40% of someone's donation base is recurring, right? Um, and you see a 20% drop in people year over year who don't renew, but then yeah. they, but they backfill it with 20% more. So you still get the 40%. It's, I'm assuming that's a concern of yours, correct? That is a concern. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why, you know, I kind of rep- recommend take, because a lot of systems, you know, like you can, you can join on the first of the month, the second, the fifth, whatever. Right. So, so in the, uh, it's, it becomes like sort of a rolling recurring gift that it renews uh, on a different day of the month. So take one day a month, and make that what I call like your monthly donor retention day and sit down and say, okay, which are my monthly donors whose cards are about to expire, especially for credit cards, right? So whose cards are about to expire and then which are the ones that did not, their payment did not come in. Okay, then, you know, look at what can you do? Can you give them a call? Can you send them an email? Does the system send them an email? Did that actually go out? Right. So, uh, and then send them a postcard or send them a letter saying, you know, it looks like your card, um, has expired. Uh, we miss you really, you know, like we want to make sure that you're, uh, continue to be part of this very special group. Can you call us or contact us to give us your updated information? So, and, and um, I saw a statistic recently where, you know, 25% of nonprofits does not follow up on those people whose card expires. Wow. So that's like, yeah. That's unbelievable. So, you know, so again, it's looking fruit to say, well, let's like, you know, make sure that I, that, that these donors continue because, and I know sometimes nonprofits make assumptions, right? They're like, well, the donor probably didn't want to renew. And the, and the reality is- Oh my like, God, I would never think that. That's Well, I know, but you know, I've heard it all, right? So that's not the case at all, right? So unless a donor calls you and says, I don't want to do this anymore, they want to continue. But I mean, you know, we're busy, right? Donors are busy. So they did not realize that they got a new card, you know, whatever, something got compromised. So, so you need to, they didn't really remember that they have to tell you what their updated information is, right? So, um, you know, so definitely make sure that you pick up the phone and send them an email and contact them and say, can you give us your updated information? Uh, I, I would not, yeah. I wouldn't stop until 
I no, got an, no, an answer. Don't stop. What, right. what the answer would be is because the answer is telling that someone you really should get them on the phone and say yes. at, at one point and say is you know and then I hear from them and they say I stopped donating and like, I want to know why you know I'm not right. in an aggressive force fa- fashion yes. but yes. you know what you know that's that's critical information um, yeah you know well you, I you, just like to be, just to continue on that one thing like those organizations that had multi donors early on during COVID, right? A lot of people, they were very concerned. March and April, they were very concerned that donors would drop out, um, that they would cancel. And there were some donors that contacted the organization. Those organizations that had what we call like a save script in place, they were able to keep 30% of those donors that were ready to cancel. Because they said, look, would you consider a smaller amount? Would you consider pausing your gift? Because I understand it's a very volatile time right now, right? So, and a lot of donors said, huh, I didn't know I could do that. Yes, I'd be happy to, because again, they care, right? So, so just like, you know, so don't assume too soon that the donor really wants to stop. If they contact you, they almost want, it's almost like you want them, they want you to talk them out of it, (laughs) you know, so... Yeah, I like right. that. I mean, yeah. I, and having yeah. a talk track. I know, like for example, like I get wine in a month, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's sometimes I have too much wine, so yeah. you know, I call them up and I say, "Could you pause it for six months?" Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, or can we revisit this in six months? We'll pause it for six months. We'll start it, and if you don't want it at that yes. time, you yes. can cancel it. Is that okay with you? Yes. Um, you know, most people they just want to be hurt. Listen, if they have a complaint, yes. they yeah. want to be hurt. You know, I know that happens with me when I make a donation to my university and they, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. They just keep asking me for more money, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, I get it. They have 500,000 alumni, but still, I mean, my donations aren't small. Right. And, um, but, you know, I like what you said early on and you said, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, when I walk into my office every day, I sit there and I say, what do I need to be doing right now that will make the biggest impact on my organization? And, you know, recurring revenue for a nonprofit, you know, we're not talking about $3,000 a year. No. We're talking about $15,000 over five years, right? And you times that by 100, 200, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. it's not a small amount of money. Nope. So, you know, you really should. Yeah. So, and, and then I like what you said too. And then so like, I think if you, you know, when you, when you put time onto something, mm-hmm. you, you, you attention, you, mm-hmm. you work it. And so mm-hmm. you said, take a day, but should you be taking a day a month um, and really, you know, putting it on your calendar and say, once a month, I'm going to look at the statistics for the reoccurring donations and that are at risk. Yes. Yes. Is, is that what you're recommending? Yes. Yes. So, so once a month, say, make it a donor retention rate day and say, those are the monthly donors at risk, right? So definitely make sure that you don't wait too long, you know, just like put it on your calendar. I think the other piece is, I mean, you know, I, I would love to see organizations like every Monday say, I'm going to spend a couple of hours on my recurring donor program. 
and say, okay, I'm going to craft some emails. I'm going to craft a postcard. I'm going to look at my mailing and see where can I add the option to uh, make a recurring gift. And, and then I think the other piece is like, whenever you look at the value of those monthly donors, annualize the revenue. So again, to your point, it's like a $300 a year donor. Well, can, what if you got 10 of them? Okay. So what if you got hundred of them? Right. Um, so I think that's the, that's a really big factor. I mean, and, and again, to your point, you can even annualize for like, uh, you know, take the value times five and say, that's the, uh, that's the, and, and even like big organizations, they don't necessarily know what the value is of their monthly donors until they really look at it and say, oh, wow, I had no idea that, you know, the average monthly donor is worth like $400, you know, for this particular organization that I was working with. And, you know, and then we talked about credit cards. Well, if you can get them to give by ACH, electronic bank transfer, that value is going up even more. Right. So, uh, so again, and then you don't have to worry about any credit card expirations because people don't change bags that much. Right. And a lot of the, you know, people like you that have subscriptions and, and everybody really has subscriptions now. Like if you have subscriptions, a lot of times that is done from bank accounts or if you're younger donors, a lot of them are very comfortable with their bank account. So, yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I, you know, I, I know, uh, listen, we offer a line of credit to nonprofits, the, the, the nonprofits that have a larger percentage of reoccurring donations don't need the line of credit. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. because they have, that really pays the bills, consistent mm-hmm. cash flow, mm-hmm. right? Um, the reason why they need a line of credit often uh, is because of infrequent, you know, sometimes it's not donation related. It's usually reimbursements for that are delayed, you know, state and federal reimbursements that are delayed. Um, And that's what uh, they need the line of credit for. But um, so I I, I agree with you that the idea and also probably benchmarking against other organizations, if, you know, what, what did you say the, the uh, better organizations are getting with reoccurring um, donations? 60%. Yeah, like organizations that have been doing this for a while, or even public TV and public radio stations. Yeah, sixty percent of their revenue comes from monthly gifts. Yeah, so I would so, be looking at this and as an executive director and saying, "Is if we're at five percent, we gotta mm-hmm. we, we gotta switch this out." You yeah. know. Um, yeah, and, and you mentioned plus- earlier events. So again, a lot of times when you think about the you know like events, yeah, it sounds like they might make quite a bit of money. But sometimes they don't. So take oh, a look yeah. and say, this time you spend on events, what if you spent that time on working on your monthly donor program, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's- Or you use the event to drive your re- uh, reoccurring right. uh, donations. So you say, is, yes. okay, listen, we're, we maybe we only make, uh, you know, a couple, you know, $20,000, $30,000 off this event. But what could we do to change these people into- you know, mm-hmm. reoccurring donors. And, uh, and that would be then the objective instead right. of the event itself. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you, you know? Um, so I think the takeaway that we got today was the power of reoccurring revenue, which are uh, donations, which I think a lot of people, you think most people know already. 
I think they know, but then they're torn with the the short term versus the long term revenue goals. Yeah. That's what trips up a lot of organizations. It's like they're like, I need the money now, you know, so I need the, you know, the thousand dollar checks, you know, rather than I need these twenty five dollar a month owners, right? And the reality is they're two different target groups really right so again as an organization you will you know it's basically a diversification of revenue um so that you're not just dependent on your big guys and what if a big donor goes away or you know whatever no you're starting to build that small ongoing sustainable revenue that comes into the into the into play um and you know and again like build legacy revenue from those smaller donors, um, because it's not necessarily going to come from the big donors, right? They have other types of um, of tax, uh, you know, advantage type of uh, giving that they like to uh, that they like to uh, support through, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, diversify your revenue and and think about this like you know, monthly giving is really a long term. It's a long game. It's a long term revenue. Um, you know, so, so you, you need to do both, but again, it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg to, to do it anymore. So you just need to, need to focus on it. And, and one of the things that I, I sort of the trick that I've seen is have like a special line item in your budget that's every year, you know, like saying, okay, we've got this sustainable revenue from recurring donors. And year one, this is what it is. And then you go into year two and, you know, and then everybody says, okay, well, hey, we see how it's growing, right? Um, and then you see how do you fill in the rest of the rest of the budget. So almost like start there first, um, you know, so, and, and then I think uh, it'll, those organizations that really started focusing on it, they had a special line item in their budget for that, for the recurring gift. So I want you to think of a client of yours mm-hmm. that is in a two to $3 million yearly revenue. So there, this is a smaller nonprofit and the executive director, maybe you've been working with them for a while and tell me how, where they started and then how they grew that the yeah. organization, the executive director themselves tell me, and, and this is what I'm looking for is a case study on somebody mm-hmm. who's, really sharp, who is, who was uh, autodidactic, which means that they're self-taught, they, they, they're, but they got really good at what they do. And so tell me where they were and then tell me where they are now. Yeah. So I had, I have a client in, it's an environmental organization and they took a look at their recurring donors and they had 15 of them that had come in organically. Donors had says, yes, I want to do this. And the first step we, we did was set a goal. So where do we want to go in the next six months? And we said, let's triple those 15. So get to 45. Okay. Then what we did was take a look at those 15. Number one, send them a thank you, call them and ask them, why are they giving monthly? and then use their testimonials to reach out to others. And it was just amazing at why the donors, I mean, the donors told the executive director why they were giving monthly and it really helped them in their emails, 
they posted some testimonies on their website. They sent up a testimony in a in a letter. You know, so they they really could capitalize on that. So donors love hearing from other donors. So that was a, and that was a very simple exercise, right? So uh, and the donors were really really grateful. So then we created a special campaign. Um, we had a match. The organization was uh, existed for 35 years, so we said, "All right, let's do a $3,500 match," and we want to generate 35 new monthly donors. And they generated 40, and um, you know, so they got the match, $3,500 in addition to 40 new monthly donors. And now they had broken through, like, well through the goal, right? So they had more than accomplished it. And then we said, all right, well, okay, we, hey, we've got, and at the end of the year, they were at 85. So they started at 15. So just, and it was like a couple of different small things that they, that they did. Um, the second thing that they did was um, every email that they send, they had two buttons. One was give now, the other was give monthly. And they got a lot of like, again, low hanging fruit from, those donors that says, you know what? Yeah, I want to give monthly, right? So, so those are just a couple of small things that the executive director did that really grew, um, grew the number of, uh, of monthly donors to the next level. Well, I think, you know, certainly the, the trends have been, you want, the, yeah. you want more reoccurring, right. uh, donations, right? It's just that the statistics are so much more there, about larger amounts of money, helping with cash flow, making it easier, moving them into bigger donations down the road. I, right. I mean, this isn't yeah. the first podcast I've had about this subject matter. I'm learning a lot. It's really good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have today. I would like to thank so very much Erica Wasdorp from A Direct Solution for coming on today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free, sh- feel free to share it with a friend. And also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like today's podcast or any of the other ones that we've done in the past, please help us get the word out by giving us a five-star review. And if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, please visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Erica, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Go to my website, adirectsolution.com, or send me an email, erica at adirectsolution.com. Okay. Great. Thanks for coming on today. You're welcome. Thanks, Stephen. So I uh, uh, want to thank all our listeners, not for listening. Thank you for that. But I want to thank you for making the world a better place. We have a lot of issues and problems going on in, in globally. And we all know uh, we need a lot of help. And you guys are out there every day making a difference. And I thank you for that. I know Erica and I are doing our own part in our own way. And, uh, but you guys are out there on the front lines. I just want to remind you to take good care of yourself. You're no good to your family, your friends, your constituents, your people you're helping, your employees, if you don't take care of yourself first. So, and that means exercising, eating right, proper rest, all the things that we know we should be doing that we don't do. So I just want to remind you, take care of yourself. We need you. Um, other than that, again, thank you for uh, listening to today's podcast. And uh, have a great day.